Oh. I'm sitting here. I was I was going through the top five stories of the day for the start of the 11 a.m. hour, and I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know. We might need to upgrade this to the Firehouse, or excuse me, the Newcastle Casino top 15 stories of the day for this Monday. Holy smokes, what a weekend. Did you take in much of, I mean, the Chiefs and the Commanders? No, I totally forgot it was going you, on. I was working on other stuff. and I mean, what, with your 86 jobs, you had, what, Hawkeye Wire? You got indeed. all the high school events that are going on Got right done now. with the gimme zone. <laughs> got home. It's like, okay, let's wrap our head around some of this writing we need to get done. And then all of a sudden I'm tagged in a tweet from by Andrew Shepard. Oh, it's fort season. It's, oh, man, yeah, that's right. The Chiefs are playing Chiefs a preseason playing right game. Now, yeah. It's just, man, it's not ever going to be appointment television for me. I hate to say it. You know, it's funny if – Last night it, it got fun in the Cardinals game against the Ravens because they did something goofy. In the fourth quarter, they let Kyler Murray call the plays, and it was awesome. Now, Kyler didn't play last night. Kyler looks good. I like the hair. Looks like he's put on a few more pounds. He looks good. And they put the headset on him. He's got the call sheet. He's calling the plays, and they went down. They scored a couple times. Had the football with a chance to go tie the game, but – that quarterback that I'd never heard of before that was quarterbacking for the Cardinals in the fourth quarter uh, decided to take about five sacks and put him in a fourth and 28. But things like that, Josh, that's fun. I, That's fun. Take I, notes, Pro Bowl. Okay, here's my confusion. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this today. But I get joint practices. I understand practice in general. But everyone is of this mindset, oh, you can't play your players in the preseason because they get hurt. They blah, blah. When was the last time a team lost a quarterback in the preseason that couldn't play the entire year? I mean, the Zach Wilson injury is pretty fresh, right? But he, didn't, he should have gone down, okay? That's, that's the reality of that moment. I, I would say Trent Green, 1999 for the Rams. I mean, it's happened once. In 23 years, and we act like it's something that happens every – it's football, for goodness sakes. I mean, Josh McDaniel said in the Hall of Fame game that they they gave Josh Jacobs reps because they can't simulate live reps like that in practice where they get tackled to the ground and things of that nature. So why aren't you following the Andy Reid ma- ma- mantra? 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 Whatever. Andy Reid plays his guys. Uh, Frank Reich is going to play Matt Ryan for a half on Saturday. Or Friday or Thursday, whenever the game is. Third preseason game for a lot of folks coming up, and typically, yeah, that's how it works, right? Uh, yeah, Starters a half, boom, done. Well, it used to be. <laughs> I don't know what the plan is now anymore. Sean McVay never steps his starters out on the field. Raiders didn't travel half of their team on Saturday, Saturday to Miami. I don't, don't think I would blame them. Hey, you guys, you, where are you safer in, in getting off the field or avoiding off the field trouble, Vegas or Miami? Talk amongst yourselves. But it's like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. No, you guys stay back in Vegas. We don't want you guys to risk going out in my – you know, why don't you just come with us? Why don't you just come take the trip? But I don't get it. I mean, Cleveland, here, here's a good example for you. Not as if we're going to talk a lot of Browns football on this show again, ever. But, but I, I can use Baker, too. Jacoby Brissett has taken zero snaps in the preseason. Not a one. And he's going to be your opening day starter, but yet you haven't – he hasn't taken a snap? I don't – I don't understand that. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are battling for a starting job. Neither one of them stepped on the field 
on Thursday night or Friday night, whenever that game was. Yeah, played. you probably want to get a couple of reps in. I mean, the practice reps honestly are more valuable, anyways. Mm-hmm. I think one v ones, but uh, a couple of preseason reps, sure. Don't understand it. Um, all right, let's get a couple of Air Comfort Solutions texts. I I know I say, hey, we usually do them at the bottom of the hour, but we fell behind, so I want to hit these. Uh, get caught up on a break, then let's talk about the quarterback moves. We'll hear from Brian Davis, Austin American Statesman. I talked to him on Friday. Uh, the shock of the move, uh, or at least how it was announced, was the funniest part to me where Quinn Ewers was named the starter. And then, I mean, no, no offense, Tech Tina, but the, the tech announcement was even weird on a Sunday afternoon. Mr. Shuck. You drop a video that is a little bit weird because there's like two guys arguing on the radio about it, and then – they showed Tyler Shuck throwing a ball. It's like QB1. Though I think Donovan Smith's going to play. You know, Shuck. Shuck had the best odds to be the top pick in the draft heading into last year. He was. I think we've totally forgotten that this guy was highly thought of. Oh. It was a shock when he left Oregon. Sure it was. And it was a big-time coup for Texas Tech for them to get him. So, while Donovan Smith has done some nice things, and I really like the upside there, it's almost – and I'm guilty of this myself. I'm probably talking more about myself maybe than even any of you. Mm-hmm. Kind of forgot, yeah, oh, you know, that Tyler Shuck kid got a chance to be pretty dang good. Yeah, I think you have a lot of people that, you know, play armchair quarterback at home or Twitter scout or whatever – and. They fall in love with Donovan Smith because of what they've seen him do on a couple of occasions. And you forget that Tech was kind of humming whenever (laughs) Shuck started last year for him. And then, unfortunately, he breaks his collarbone and he's out for the year. And, unfortunately, so was Matt Wells. Um, But, yeah, we'll we'll get to all those coming up here in just a bit. Uh, Kendall writes, Kyler looks like he's been slamming back cheeseburgers. He looked good. And and he didn't – like. Oh, gosh, I hate to get into body conversations, but to me, Kyler looks like it's been good weight that he's put on. Russell Wilson? Oh, he looked a little pudgy to me. Brown Broncos fans are like, oh, it's bitter Raiders fan. No, no, I'm just saying. it's Like, Kyler looks bigger? That's good. He needs to. Russell Wilson looks f- fatter to me right now. Just, maybe a camp helps that. Maybe it's just how he's going to be as he gets older. Um, I don't think... What was the movie with uh, the Wayans brothers where he was the boxer and he got fat for the championship match whenever he (laughs) – whenever – I think Method Man actually sang his entrance song, I Bring the Pain Hardcore (laughs) Boxing. Let's see. Fat boxing. No, Mo Money. Mo Money. No, it wasn't Mo Money. I do like the way that you Googled it up, though. Wayans brother fat boxer movie. (laughs) I mean, that's what we're looking for, right? <laughs> yeah, Damon Wayans was a star in it. Uh, he also, Kyler uh, Kendall also added, I hope the Browns organization goes winless from here on out. Uh, it's a good one from the 918. And this is one that, this is the one that I think about quite a bit. Marcus in year four, when are we going to see it? He's rushed for 298 yards in his career. Um, That's a great question. And the great white hype. Got it. Found it. Sorry. Great white hype. That's what it was. Thank you. 1996. 
the great white Samuel L. Jackson was the star. He was. This is a segment made for pop. Text line, man. They yeah, they got us quick right on top of it. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson played Reverend Fred Sultan, and he had put on a match between James the Grim Reaper Roper and Irish Terry Conklin. And basically, in preparing for the fight, all Damon Wayans did was get fat. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then yeah, it was it was pretty good. And I, th- I think if I understand, if I remember the plot correctly, the uh, Wayans ends up knocking him out anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, good stuff, fun stuff. Go check it out for yourself. <laughs> the great white hype. Better or worse than Major Pain? I, oh, that's tough. Top five Damon Wayans movies of all times. <laughs> It'd be tough, right? I'm going to get you suckers. Got to be in that. Um, Probably bad. Probably worse. Probably worse. Probably worse. Major Pain's pretty good. I mean, in in our scale of movies that you can find on Tubi, Major Pain is pretty good. You can definitely, I bet, find that one on Tubi. Okay, so anyway, getting back to, thank you guys. Appreciate the help in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Marcus Major is making a break of the year, right? You are talking about a dude that's been on campus for a minute, and I feel like Every single preseason, he's a guy that we talk about. Spring through the start of a season. Every single year. So I can understand. I'm in that group with that texter. And I feel the same way. It's like, listen, I I like Marcus Major. I've never I, – I would tell you Marcus Major is one of those few guys that has been on campus for three years and I've never talked to him. It's not a good sign, Right. Because I'm talking to guys who made plays in games, who are difference makers. I don't think we've ever talked to Marcus Major. But, and that's not, gosh, that sounds so just corny. That's not me patting myself on the back. It's just, hey, dude, the time is now. Let's go. And it feels like he's taken advantage of that quote-unquote fresh start new opportunity. And if you go back to media day, his, fan, his coach seems to love him, right? What did, what did DeMarco Murray tell us? Love me some... So Marcus Major. But in true college football form, and we're all guilty of this, you want to see Marcus Major rebound and have a good season? Or do you want to see what you have for a couple years to come with uh, Javante Barnes or uh, Gavin Sawchuck? I mean, we get excited by the new and the fresh. It's like, oh, I know what Marcus Major can do. He's fine. But these dudes, man, these dudes have a chance to be something special. Sawchuck, game-breaking speed, track star speed. Javante Barnes, highly touted kid as well. So it's now or never for Marcus Major. This is the moment. Uh, and then one more quick one before we, before we grab a break. This is from the 903. Week zero is the closest thing college football has to a preseason. It's like whose line is it anyway? Where everything's made up and the points don't matter. I mean, the points matter. I mean, they. It, this is the real season. This isn't the preseason. You know, I. <laughs> Scott Frost uh, feels like the points in Dublin, Ireland matter. Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand that feel because you don't have 86 games going on at the same time, which is kind of that natural Saturday where you can flip around. It's like, oh, this game sucks. I'm going to go to ESPN too. Well, I don't care about. Uh, Georgia Tech and Boston College. What's on? Uh, what's on ABC? You know, it's, you're going to have like one game in a time slot that you might care about, 
but it's real, man. It's not it's not make believe football. It's it's not like this is a gimme. They, they've sold out the Sun Bowl for the UTEP North Texas game on Saturday. Illinois desperately needs a win to start year two um, in the Brett Bielema era. Speaking of desperately needing a win, they're going all the way to Ireland. And if Scott Frost and Nebraska lose to Northwestern, they may leave him there. Kind of joking. But I'm just, no. Yeah, no, This it's not the preseason. It's the regular season. You know, week zero games are nothing new for high school fans, right? We're used to them. We've seen them nonstop. Week zero games are new in college football for the most part, but we've had them before. You know, 2000, and mostly they were FCS games, right? Prior to 2016, um, they're mostly F- FCS games, or I should say 20, 2019. Because in 2019, the 150th anniversary of college football, what did ESPN do? They pushed to have Florida and Miami in week zero. It was a good game. It was the debut of the turnover chain or the new turnover chain. Felipe Franks went out and bowled. Florida had like nine sacks in the game. It was it was a pretty good college football game. But it also, at that time, in 2019, it delivered the highest ratings for a college football game on ESPN in three years. So it's not going anywhere. But it's not going to be Ohio State and Notre Dame. It's not going to be Georgia, Oregon. It's going to be Hawaii, Vanderbilt. It's going to be Nebraska, Northwestern. It's going to be matchups that you'll watch, but we're not going to sit here and debate and discuss. So I understand what you're saying. It feels like preseason, but it's not. I mean, imagine if these games in the preseason actually counted for something in the NFL. There you go. Then we could could probably have that debate. Look, I can pick and choose and find plenty of bad in week one for you, too, if you'd like to do that. (laughs) There's just not as much in week zero, but let's just be thankful we do get Nebraska, Northwestern. Let's be thankful we get a first peak. And I get it. They're playing Duquesne. But, hey, okay, we get a first peak at Florida State. Illinois, Wyoming, pretty intriguing game. North Carolina, okay, yeah, it's Florida A&M. But first look at North Carolina. Get your look at uh, Oklahoma's opener in UTEP. That's kind of intriguing right there. Uh, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. I mean, we get football, right? Let's not nitpick about it. Do you is there this misconception that these week zero games don't count? People don't think that, right? I hope not. I mean, yeah, I, I, these count. I was on a national radio show hosting on Fox Sports Radio last night, and literally had someone ask me if these count on people's records. I'm like, what? What? You can blame the NFL preseason for that, by the Guess way. So, by the Oklahoma Johnny writes, come on, man. Major pain was the best Wayans movie. Period. So many one liners. Scary movie? No, no. Major Pain was. Oh, you were saying scary movie on top of it? Which one? There's so many good scary movies, right? Man, scary movie one or two would have to be. Which one? I think top of the list. Which one is the one with Chris Elliott in his hand? The scary movie too. Oh yeah, that's that's Chef's. My kiss. strong hand. Yeah. Exactly. Take it. Take my strong hand. My wife will never understand whenever I'm cracking up, cackling, watching that movie every opportunity that I get. How about a standing ovation? (laughs) All right. uh, Jokes you probably can't make today. No, no. Let me tell you something. I watch some of those old Wayans movies now, and I'm like, how did they not get canceled? Canceled. Yeah. It was different 20 years ago. (laughs) It's it's like that great line from Family Guy whenever uh, Brian Griffin got canceled because of a joke that he made on Twitter. 
And Lois had the great line where she said, come on, Brian, it's not 2007 anymore. You can't go out and say whatever. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's right. She might have even said 2017. Anyway, I just, yeah, I love, I can't get enough of those old movies. You want to see a show that is cancelable now? Go watch some old Living Color episodes. Oh, my gosh. All right, uh, quick break. When we come back, let's get back to, to week zero conversations. Your texts have been great, but... We talked OU. I gave you all the notes, and I was able to kind of put together from the weekend, and they're available on the podcast. Just go to kref.com or search KREF Sports on the podcast page, and we'll have it up for you as soon as the show wraps up. But there was news made outside, outside of Norman, outside of Norman, Oklahoma, whenever it comes to quarterback decisions. And we'll dive into them next and how it affects OU on the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. You guys are on fire with some really good stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. That last text is so good. We're going to wait to the bottom of the hour for it, though. Let's- that's, a, that's a segment right there. So I'm going to be quick here. Oh, I did, wanna, I did, want, to, <laughs> I did want to say this, though. Uh, Damon Wayans isn't in Scary Movie. No, we had, we had expanded it to Wayans Brothers is what we had Correct. Said. Yeah, it, and they directed Scary Movie, did they not? Correct. The scary movie for franchise. So good. So on Friday, a lot of news dropped on Friday. Interesting little news dump that Texas had named its starting quarterback in Quinn Ewers. I had a chance to ask Brian Davis what it was like in that room because if I understand it correctly, Josh, the players did their media availability post-practice. Steve Sarkeesian didn't talk. And then John Bianco, the sports information director, came out and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have an announcement to make. Quinn Ewers is our starting quarterback. I don't know, do you have to push anything button-wise for this? I know that things have been moved around. Here's what uh, Brian Davis from the Austin American Statesman said about the mood and feel in that room. Well, I mean, so the first, th- first thing is that today was, was going to be just a player availability day where we go up there and we interview some players post-practice and just kind of a humdrum – you know, regular day. Texas is going into the weekend where they're going to have a second closed scrimmage on Saturday. And, you know, and it was widely thought that uh, Sark was going to go through that second scrimmage, let, let both Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card compete in that, in that thing. It's a live scrimmage, taking guys to the ground, et cetera, and then come back on Monday with an announcement. That's what everybody thought. Um, Sark even sort of hinted at that, you know, on, on, on Thursday. And, and so, you know, no one, no one went up to Moncrief today thinking, thinking quarterbacks, right? Well, the interview session is over. And then, uh, you know, John Bianco, longtime sports information director at Texas, uh, been there, you know, back through the, you know, Makovic era, uh, you know, that's, he goes, that's, a, he goes back a long ways. He says, hey, guys, before you go, uh, Sark wanted me to pass on the message. Quinn Ewers will be the starter. And, you know, it was it, it was like your mother had died and someone kicked your dog at the same time. It was just like, oh, my God, you know, right? And it's just the, the library, you know, silence was, was, was deafening. And so, uh, but, yeah, but he was deadly serious. And uh, you know, wanted to pass it on and get the word out. And I think I really do think, um, you know, what what it was about is uh, Sark had made the decision, and you know, once he told once he told 
players, the once the two guys, you, you know word is going to leak out. And I think that what Sark was essentially doing was just taking control of the narrative, right? Instead, it's like, hey, instead of letting this thing leak out and you know go into the weekend, let's just let's just put it out there and um, you know let it do what it does in social media. So, in other words, let's get in front of this. We're going to make that we we've not acknowledged, we've notified who's going to start, and you know it's just a matter of time until say Quinn would say something to his family who would then celebrate by saying to someone else, the next thing you know, boom, it spread like crazy. It's odd because if you go back to our Friday show, Josh, when uh, Jackie Wins on Twitter, at Jackie Wins, was sitting in studio with us, and she said, you know, the, the big rumor this morning is that Hudson Card is going to be that guy. And, I mean, I don't know much about – like Hudson Card's background, but it would just be so odd if Hudson Card, after getting benched last year, would still win that job over the highest-rated recruit in the history of 24-7 sports, right? No offense to Hudson Card, but if he would have lost that job to Quinn Ewers, now, some Texas fans, just kind of empty the notebook here, some Texas fans have turned this to, well, this is showing you just how talented Quinn Ewers is because he won this job with a very short amount of time in the system, right? When did he come in, right? Before, at the turn of the year. So he had spring ball to go through so that – the sunshine pumpers on the 40 acres would tell you that, no, 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 it's not It's not this shock that he was in a battle. I don't care that he's the number one recruit. He had to come in and learn a new offense and go up against a staunch competitor and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you, I guess you could look at it either way you want. But if he wouldn't have won the job, it would have been a massive surprise, right? Massive. Here's the reality of the situation. We don't know how the Texas quarterback competition played out. Nope. We don't know if this was boosters bought and paid for to get this thing done right here, right now with Quinn Ewers. We don't know. I know that a lot of fans like to make that jump and make that distinction and point and laugh and all those sorts of things. I know a lot of fans like to sit and say, well, did you not hear all the buzz? I mean, both of these quarterbacks have stunk throughout camp, but Hudson Card was the better of the two less stinky options for Texas. (laughs) And now, wow, now they've been bought and sold and Quinn Ewers will be the starter. The reality is this. We don't know what the messaging – we don't know the how or why of the messaging, right? Mm-hmm. What we see on message boards and the reporting and the bits and pieces that we get throughout Texas's camp, throughout Oklahoma's camp, throughout Alabama's camp, we don't know why the messaging happens the way that it does. We don't know how much true or false narrative there is to any of it. So to sit here and make wide-ranging conclusions about why Quinn Ewers now was named the starting quarterback, quite simply, we don't know. There's a finite amount of people that know, and it's probably Steve Sarkeesian and a couple of people within uh, that football building. We'll see, right? If it's the sunshine pumping as you laid out there, if those individuals are right, or if there's legitimate cause for concern for why this played out the way that it did. I'll say this, though. The announcement, the way that they did it, was so weird. 
why Steve Sarkeesian would not be the one to announce this is just strange. It's just strange. Okay, I, this isn't a controversial situation. This doesn't involve a suspension or something legal. This is a quarterback battle. And you are the leader of this program. You're the guy. What are you doing? It's Friday. I don't. You got a scrimmage on Saturday. Take, take two seconds to walk down and say, hey "Guys, um, just want to let you know, um, Quinn Ewers is going to be the starter. I, I don't have time for questions. I, I've got to run, but you know he elevated himself. We're gonna. It's going to be a continual evaluation. Just got a lot of confidence in Quinn. He's a fantastic athlete. This isn't anything against Hudson Card. He fought a great battle and." We're going to need him. You know, we're going to need him to to win this season. I just, I can't, I can't fathom, I can't fathom that you wouldn't take the time as an offensive coach, right, to go down there and make the announcement of your starting quarterback. It was just weird. I don't know that it necessarily matters, but it was weird that he didn't do it. So a couple of things from this go ahead. for me, Plank. There was a lot of people that, when that buzz was out there building the camp notes, that Hudson Card had looked a little bit better. You kind of wondered, okay, is this setting up for them to have Hudson Card start the first couple of games, essentially get put out the pasture in the Alabama game, and then that be the natural transition away from Quinn I like Ewers. that. I like that. Now, they're not going that route. No. Okay? So – I can make a little counter-argument back that, well, what if Hudson Card plays well against Alabama? Then does it become it's more difficult to transition into Quinn Ewers as the starting quarterback? So is all of this just basically let's get to Quinn Ewers as the starting quarterback now because of because of what? We got Arch Manning coming in. Yeah, exactly. Let's find out if Quinn Ewers is, in fact, the guy, and let's not, let's not tiptoe around on that. Let's find out immediately – is he the guy now and into the future for us? And if he's not, then guess what? We've got Arch Manning to to start off 2023. The other side of this is, you know, how good is this kid going to be? I, I agree with the last texter. Oh, I'm so tired of this Texas quarterback talk. Well, it's over. You know, they, they named their starter. They did it on Friday. We didn't have a chance to talk about it. We were off the air. So just a couple quick notes, and we'll move on to the Texas Tech quarterback job. <laughs> That's right. But uh, I would say I'm, I've am i watched Quinn Ewers play, and he's, he's got that little it to him. He's, he's fun to watch play. I watched him play at South Lake Carroll. One of my college buddies has his son, who's an offensive lineman, on that team. In fact, he played Chris Anderson's kid. He played at the University of Tulsa. He's an offensive lineman on that team with Quinn Ewers. But I, uh, I don't – I don't know why he would ever leave Ohio State. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that. That's the part. CJ Stroud. Yeah, I mean, and well, CJ Stroud's off to the NFL after this year. I mean, he's gone, and that would be. I don't think. I don't think Quinn Ewers went to Ohio State early with the idea that he was going to play last year. I think he went early because he was going to get paid, and so maybe your plan. And let's remember, get paid twice. Right. Let's remember. All right, go back early in the season last year. C.J. Stroud missed a game with a shoulder injury. 
And there was a lot of people that at that time wondered if he was going to get his job back. I mean, I'm old enough to remember whenever there weren't people sold on C.J. Stroud. And how did he do against Michigan last year? He got smoked. So, I don't know, man. I just, that's, to me, if you were going to end up at Texas, why did you ever decommit and go to Ohio State? Was it to make that little, and who was dumb enough in Columbus to pay this guy NIL money whenever he never stepped on the field? I mean, yeah, no, I fair questions. But and you've you've lost your one time transfer exemption. So Arch Manning's coming in next year. What if you play well? And Texas still is they're gonna be pressured to play Arch Manning. What if you play well and Arch Manning gets that job? You're stuck. Well, and I subscribe quite a bit to the theory of if you're a quarterback, why the heck would you not want to be in the better situation? If you're at Ohio State, you are positioned so much better to <sighs> Not that you don't have Xavier Worthy and B. John Robinson at Texas. You do. You, you've got legitimate skill talent. But, man, just the sum of the parts of Ohio State versus Texas right now, it ain't even close. No. And so if I've got to be a little more patient and wait a couple of years to start and play quarterback, that's fine. You're going to get judged as – I mean, you, you could have the greatest individual season and – if you lose seven games, people are going to kind of say you stink. The other big quarterback decision that was made was Tyler Shuck being named the starting quarterback at Texas Tech. Ooh, here's a shocker. An actual quote from the head coach. Joey McGuire, Tyler's played well and put our offense in position to be effective consistently throughout camp, which has earned him the right to be our starting quarterback. Tyler has a great football IQ and has really captured what we want this offense to look like with the type of responsibility we put on the quarterback. A coach's quote on a quarterback decision? Wow. Statement from Sark I'm reading here. Oh. This uh, was a booster's decision. Oh, Sark, wow. The honesty is just jaw-dropping. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's hit your text. We got some good ones rolling in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. This is The Plank Show. All right, it's... The Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Ooh, here's a little breaking news. But again, I, I'm again, no to me, I'm not putting too much into this yet. But Brett McMurphy says that Oregon has initiated preliminary discussions in Chicago with the Big Ten to determine if the butt ducks are compatible in the Big Ten. Yeah, didn't that start like as soon as USC and UCLA left those discussions? Outgoing Oregon President Michael Schill, AD Rob Mullins, and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren are not involved in any discussion. What is this? What is this? McMurphy lately is he's very much getting into the non-report reports. Is he not? Oregon initiated preliminary discussions in Chicago with the Big Ten to determine if the Ducks are compatible in the Big Ten. Outgoing President Michael Schill, Athletic Director Rob Mullins, and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren are not involved in any discussions in Chicago. 
I I don't I don't I don't get it. So who's involved then? <laughs> Phil Knight? Exactly. So who is involved in it? Is yeah, it uh, Oregon Ducks Superfan Eleven? Are they involved? I have initiated preliminary talks to take over as the TV voice of the Raiders. Now, Mark Davis, Josh McDaniels, and Dave Ziegler are not involved in these conversations. On that subject, I would like to also announce that I have initiated discussions with the Kansas City Chiefs to replace Mitch Holtis as oh. their play-by-play voice. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Now you got to follow up, but who's not in the meetings? But no one with the Chiefs, nor right. the Chiefs radio network, or with any power is involved in the conversation. Nobody's really aware yet, I... but... Ah! Look at the wording of this! Look at the wording of this! And it's so dumb, too, because we know, we already know that Oregon and Washington reached out to the Big Ten immediately, as soon as the USC-UCLA shoe dropped. They, they were the first two reaching out. Preliminary discussions to determine if the Ducks are compatible with the Big Ten, but nobody with any power is involved in this. And I've got the follow-up report for you. Go ahead. They were told, yeah, if you can get Notre Dame. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I mean, right. So who's in this? Phil Knight and some TV execs? (laughs) I guess, maybe. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and thank you, Jessica Bain. A little breaking news on the softball side of things. Um, I had heard this was coming, and now it becomes official. You know, Coach Gasso said a while back that they had had a couple medical retirements. Uh, Macy McAdoo officially announces today that she is uh, stepping away from softball. And so whenever people try to get to, well, where's the scholarships? And when you have Florida State coaches who are out, did I say that out loud? When you have ACC coaches who are out there saying, um, well, I hear that they don't have the scholarships, but they're just giving them NIL money. Here, Here you go. There's quite a few people who are no longer on this team, including five incredible seniors who graduated. But Macy McAdoo will always be one of my favorites. Always. She was she was just a ray of sunshine, man. And I'm so happy now that she is uh, able to step away. She has, man, she's been through the ringer. She had, what, a hip replacement surgery? Um, and it's not as if she, she played a ton, but she, in practice, pain and suffering on her hip, she said, on May 10th, 2021, I underwent my first hip surgery due to collapsing in the bullpen in mid-pitch. I had to have my labrum in my hip replaced with three anchors. Ouch. I've devoted everything in my life to uh, God has my back and is steering me through this time. Um, And she kind of lays out her old story. So I'm really happy for Macy that she's able to now have some closure to her career and can move on and be okay. So there you go. Um. I, okay, thank you, Jessica Bain, because I was literally about ready to lose my mind over this tweet. I really was. I love Brett. I love him. But, man, this is this is some dicey wording as far as that statement is concerned. 
So is it Phil Knight, TV executives? That it's got to be right. I mean, it's the only thing that makes any sense. But Phil Knight has already been cold calling everyone to try to get Oregon into the Big Ten. Here's okay. What's my rule about any report that's out there? Let's see if it gets followed up on. College football reporters love to do what? They love to confirm reports. And so if there is any juice to this, there will be 86 confirmations on this coming up over the next, I don't know, 10 minutes. Yeah, we're looking at 13 minutes away from a Dennis Dodd report. <laughs> I don't think there's any juice to this, guys. I'm, I'm here to tell you for the 8,000th time, we can all survive. You can all live. There's plenty of there's plenty of room at the table to eat. This playoff is getting expanded from four to twelve or maybe sixteen probably teams. Notre Dame's not going to enter a conference. So to me, the Big Ten's not expanding. They're not. Oregon, no seconds for you. Washington, no seconds for you. Oklahoma State, <laughs> one time through the buffet line as well. Oklahoma, Alabama, you eat as much as you want this evening. So dumb. But, uh, yes, everybody will be fed. I think I might be the only person on the planet that feels like the big the, the Pac-12 can have a future. The big Pac-12? The big Pac-12. I absolutely do. I'm it. But I don't know, Josh. Preliminary discussions are currently taking place with a lot of people that have no power to make this decision. So, look out. They've got look a future. Out. They've got a future. Big 12's got a future. It's just not as financially prosperous as the Big Ten and the SEC. It's how college football has always been. It's it's how it's always been. Yeah, it's just that uh, schism between these Power Five schools is starting to get a little more pronounced at the top. That's the kind of the main difference. All right. Um, it's ten, I promised text, but we had that little note. But, no, no I, I kind of would have felt the same way if Shane from Newcastle sent us the note. I probably would have felt the same way if I first looked at it. I felt the same way. I'm like, whoa. And then you read into it, and I see all those names, and all those names are people that aren't in the meeting. Do you know how I know something's legit? When Kevin Warren's in the meeting. You know how when I know something's legit is when Greg Sankey is in the meeting. You know how often we're going to know if they're actually in these meetings? Never. Never. We're never going to know. Yeah, the fact that this is getting reported is a bad sign. Uh, all right, quick break. When we come back, I want to hit these texts. we got the top five stories today from Newcastle Casino coming up on a busy Monday on the Plank Show. Well, I keep saying we're going to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, but we keep getting breaking news. And we'll do it live. Straight out of Carolina Panthers camp, Baker Mayfield officially named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in week one against the Browns. Well, wait a tick. I thought this was a heated competition that Baker may or may not win. Apparently not. Starter. Just like we knew that this thing was going to play out. I mean, come on. You don't make the move to go get Baker Mayfield and not have him start. I, I will say, I was trying to figure out I retweeted. I've started following the Panthers. Not a bad social media account. They are, they are very much kind of a try too hard, kind of in that action network and any of the uh, mobile betting sites. But I don't. I mean, what? Mobile betting sites definitely. Oh my are in that category. Try too hard. Working on the the mute. 
But it was kind of funny because they were going through all these different Google searches of baking and, and baker. And when they Googled Baker's name, the Baker Mayfield, the first thing that came up was Baker Mayfield flag plan. Which is fantastic. So good. Good on Baker. I mean, from everything everyone had told me, he was terrible. And, you know, so I, I think I even read somebody say, I'd rather have Ty Huntley over Baker Mayfield. You know, all these things. But he gets traded to a team a month ago? A month ago, right? That has a guy that was drafted only a few spots behind him that many of you have spent a lot of time telling me how great he is if he was just in the right opportunity and he wins the starting job. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome for a guy that's terrible. I don't know how he does it. Does he remember at which hand to throw with when he's back there with the way some of you people paint him? Good on Baker. I think he'll do well. Um, if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, which is always the battle for the Carolina Panthers, looks like he and Robbie Anderson have immediately meshed. He might have some better weapons in Carolina this year than he had in Cleveland last year. So fair or foul, this is the season that financially determines a lot of Baker Mayfield's professional future and really just his status for the rest of his career. I mean, is he going to be regarded as a starting quarterback in the National Football League or a, you know, top end middle middle of the middle of the pack to top end starting quarterback in the NFL, or is he just sort of a spot starter, backup quarterback in the league now and into the future? This season with Carolina, now, here we go. Giddy up. It's going to determine that. How about week one of the NFL season, which we are still, um, what, like 15, 16 days away from because you have that Thursday night game? It's just no Bengals-Rams in week one. It sucks. I know. What's wrong with that? <laughs> but you get the Browns versus Baker and the Panthers. You get the Seahawks versus Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Too bad the Seahawks stink. Oh, my gosh, that was so unwatchable. be cool if they won, though. Gosh, would it be great. I'm sorry, though, Josh. I don't know if you've paid attention this offseason. The Broncos have the greatest roster ever assembled in the history of the National Football League. So yes, and they will and win Cleveland. the West by right. at least three games. Three games. No one else has a chance. All right, um, so, again, breaking news. A lot of breaking news this hour. Baker Mayfield named the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Um, and you've got what, to me, is, a, I guess, Oregon continuing to try to plot a path to get into the Big Ten. Shocking. Shocking that Phil Knight would be trying to plot a path to get them into the Big Ten. It's Plank Show.